Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Den. I am Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? It's a heck of a week, a long week, but uh, we're going to get through it. We got three games to talk about on tap. First off, the Maryland Black Bears traveled to Western PA to uh, check out the Cambria County Memorial Coliseum. Um, and yeah, check out what the Johnstown Tomahawks are doing uh, Friday, Saturday, and of course we had this random Tuesday game against the uh, Philadelphia Jason Rebels, and uh, we will talk about that ahead of the Rebels coming down to Piney Orchard to take on the Black Bears. But uh, before we get to where we're going, we got to know where we've been, and that starts on Friday as the Black Bears. Uh, this could have been one of the best 60 minutes performances I've seen out of the Black Bears. Uh, this season, if not, it, it's up right up there. It's right up there with the uh, with whatever else is out there. I don't usually rank games, but uh, this was a great game to watch if you uh, had the chance to, as the Black Bears just really kind of totally dominating Johnstown on their home ice uh, and win by a score of four to nothing. Things got started a little early, and it got started by Trey Scott. Trey Scott. Sneaking in from the point, Gunnar Van Dam, who is lurching down there as well, finds him backdoor, feed across everybody. Trey Scott pops it home for his fourth of the year. Gunnar Van Dam's 21st assist and Brandon Piku's 21st assist. Keep that in mind uh, right here in a little bit. Down the other end, William Hackinson was solid in net, made a, a couple of big saves early was able to keep Johnstown at bay, and the defense did their work around him as well, really not letting Johnstown get to the inside in the first period, where, by and large, that's where they had most of their chances throughout the rest of the game. Then we got to 13-26 into the first period. Brandon Piku, he decides he wants to be on the score sheet. He cuts through everybody uh, on the Johnstown defense, and there goes forehand, backhand, goal light, uh, uh, to pass Alec Raslin Sharp, and that is his 15th of the season. Brad McNeil with his 24th assist. Sean Kilcullen, his 24th assist of the season. Black Bears up 2 to nothing as they go into the first intermission that way. Coming into the second period, uh, things got a little feisty here. Got uh, matching slashing minors early on in the period. That put uh, things four aside, but right after the four aside, Happened. Brandon Piku happened again, if not without some controversy uh, in this one. As the Black Bears were crashing the net, trying to get something going, the rebound comes out to Brandon Piku, who rips one home for his 16th of the year. But Johnstown put a uh, put a little bit of uh, a cry on that, as they were like, "Hey, uh, one of the Black Bears were hanging out on top of Rajlin Sharp. Couldn't make you know stopped him from making a save." What what say you referees? Referees converse. They said that it was a Johnstown player who knocked the Black Bear into Rajlin Sharp. You don't like to knock things into your own goalie. Don't do that. That's a public service announcement from me. So the goal stands. Brandon Piku, 16th. Brad McNeil, his 25th assist. And Gabriel Wessling back on the score sheet with his 14th assist. That goal as well was Brandon Piku's 100th NAHL career point all with the Maryland Black Bears hitting the century mark. So daps and head taps to uh, Piku, who has been stellar since his return back from Johnstown earlier this year. Uh, but the Black Bears 
pretty much frustrating Johnstown the entire game, uh, especially after the first period. The second period only saw three shots go towards Hackinson in the entire frame. So uh, he was able to keep loose somehow, some way to make sure they were all stopped. Then we got the silliness. Then all the all the fun stuff that happens with this rivalry that we have started to come to a head. First, Ethan Perot puts a black bear into the boards uh, very awkwardly. He was going to get a boarding penalty or should have got a boarding penalty. It did not happen, but Captain Brad McNeil was there to stick up for his teammate. Uh, gets a fighting major with Perot and a 10-minute misconduct as as is standard with that. And then right after the faceoff, after those penalties got kind of sorted out, right after the faceoff, Brandon Standard and Johnny Ulickney get into a fight as well right off the draw, and they get five and a game uh, for the fact that the referees determined it as a staged fight. So they were gone for that game, also suspended for uh, Saturday's rematch. So I don't, you know what? That's kind of a that's kind of a no bueno situation we got going on for ourselves here, uh, because Standard, who has you know has been pretty solid in terms of setting uh, setting the table for the Black Bears. You know, you lose him, you lose a valuable faceoff guy too, and that's not something you want to do. So uh, going into the third period, three nothing the score sheet, and then it wasn't until late when uh, Caleb Teeson with under 90 seconds remaining, with a nice little feed from Sammy Stitz. Stitz with a nice little pass. Uh, Teeson was streaking down the right side, puts it home for his sixth of the year. Stitz's 16th assist. Brad McNeil finishing off the uh, three-assist night with his 26th assist. Black Bears win this one 4 nothing. Easiest shutout Hackinson probably is ever going to see. 13 saves in this one. Only seven shots in the last 40 minutes for Johnstown, uh, and of course some silliness towards the end of the game as well, uh, but uh, nothing too out of hand uh, in general. Uh, Hackinson, that's his third shutout of the year. That ties uh, Luca DePasco last season for most single-season uh, shutouts, and also that is the 16th shutout in Black Bears history. Move on to Saturday's game, and a little bit more of a uh, spirited affair, uh, both both offensively and in the uh, fighting department and the fracas department as well. As it started with uh, the Johnstown really jumping on Maryland early, as they were able to you know get a little bit of more pep in their step, start attacking Hackinson's net a little bit more. Hackinson solid in the uh, in the frame to make sure he had a clean sheet after the first period. Then yet another controversy going on with the uh, Black Bears and their uh, their scoring of a goal. As during uh, the dump-in, the Maryland player got tied up with uh, Johnstown goaltender uh, Adam Johnson. And rightfully so, this is, this is one where Johnstown should have a case uh, against them, being as, uh, as objective as I can be. Uh, but, I mean, you, you see what's, what was going on. Kind of got tied up in the net. Could he got back in the net before things went, went awry for Johnstown? Possibly. But, you, you know, you want to protect the goaltenders a little bit more, uh, especially at this young age. You don't want them, you know, get into the habit of, oh, yeah, goaltenders, free game out there. So maybe had a point, but play to the whistle. Whistle never went. Brandon Piku picks up the uh, puck and sees what's happening, throws it in front. Uh, didn't get the initial goal because Johnstown collapsed 
in the net, seeing it was empty. But uh, Dimitri Kibru pots his 19th of the season uh, on that goal uh, just past the halfway mark. Brandon Piku, his 22nd assist. Brad McNeil, 27th assist. And Black Bears up one to nothing. In the second period, there was a little bit of a, a nice little how you doing the first four seconds into the period as uh, Christian Catalano, Sam Stitz of uh, the Black Bears, Isaac Holt, and Will Moore of the uh, Tomahawks all get dinged for uh, two and ten for roughing and unsportsmanlike uh, misconducts in that one. So those guys were out for a long time. Stitz got a double minor uh, for roughing. Uh, or got a minor for roughing and a minor for cross-checking. So he had a little bit more time. So the spirit of the fair happened. That kind of turned the tables just a little bit for uh, Johnstown as they were able to create a turnover in the Maryland end as uh, Ryan Johnson finds Ryan Pinacco for the Ryan connection. Pinacchio's sixth of the year. We got ourselves a tie game. However, Johnstown got a little bit more feisty there towards the uh, middle part of the frame. And with that, a power play happens. And with that, a power play goal as Luke Van Wy scores his ninth of the season. Just finding one uh, into the uh, into the slot area, ripping one home for his ninth of the year. Brad McNeil, yet another assist. Big weekend for McNeil. His 28th assist. Black Bears regain the lead at 2-1. to one. However, more uh, troubles at the bakery for the Black Bears because they're creating turnovers as Johnstown's forecheck just... Really scrambling uh, the defensive passing back there for the Black Bears. Picks it off in the neutral zone. Goes the other way. Pinocchio able to get another goal for his seventh of the year. Black Bears and Tomahawks tied. Then less than two minutes later on that, another board battle won by Johnstown. And uh, here comes Drake Albers coming out in front of the net. Cutting and uh, next thing you know, he's diving in. And it puts past Hackinson for his 17th of the season. Johnstown makes it 3-2, 5.59 remaining in the second period. Then at the buzzer, oh, people got a little bit too uh, little bit too familiar with each other as uh, players come together, things happen. The just stupid, stupid area where the bench is at in terms of where Johnstown is in the locker rooms, just a dumb situation overall. Fans throwing their chuck-a-pucks, hitting Black Bears players because whatever gets into anybody's head to throw something on the ice, not during the designated times, um, is what it is. Uh, but that resulted in Caleb Thiessen getting a minor penalty, Luke Van Wy getting a double minor and a 10-minute misconduct, as well as uh, Johnstown's Tyler DeRoche getting a 4 and a 10. So, you know, that not ideal to have one of your top-scoring defensemen out for 14 minutes. But, you know, these rivalry games get emotions, get high, and you get caught into it. And dumb stuff happens. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, players were holding uh, referees accountable for not calling penalties earlier like some color commentators would. I'm just saying that maybe the referees could have been a little bit more uh, whistle-happy at some times on both ends of the, ends of the puck. I mean, there was times that the Black Bears committed something. I'm like, ooh, how do they get away with that? Uh, Johnstown committed something. I'm like, eh, I guess that evens it out. But it was just, uh, it was not, it was it was a show. It was a show, and you can figure out what kind of show that was uh, as we move forward. 
And then the third period try as they might, Black Bears could not get the equalizer in this, so they fired 10 shots at Johnson not to be. Ryan Volucci gets his 11th in the empty net and then gets into it with uh, Caleb Thiessen. Both of them will get a 2 and a 10 and sent off. And it was all for naught as Black Bears dropped this one 4-2. to two. Hackinson with 24 saves in the uh, in the loss, and it is what it is. You take a split out of Johnstown in a rival weekend, you would love to get the, the full four points, but you end their winning streak on Friday night with a dominant performance, and then, you know, happenstance happened on Saturday. Not meant to be. So even with all of that, we now have a couple days off for the Black Bears. Sunday, Monday, maybe get a little laundry in. And then Tuesday, up on the bus to Philadelphia adjacent uh, in Hollydale, New Jersey, to take on the Rebels. And the Black Bears get started early in this one. They get a uh, power play for themselves, and they do not miss. Uh, Gunnar Van Dam is the recipient of this one. He comes sneaking down from the point after a great uh, play by Brad McNeil in front to corral it, and then find uh, Van Dam streaking in. That's Van Dam's second of the year. McNeil's 29th assist as well as his uh, fourth straight game with an assist. And Sean Kilcullen, who uh, hammered it down to McNeil, his 25th assist. Maryland up one nothing early, and Maryland would keep the pressure on, but Jacob Krebchik was uh, solid in net for the Rebels, one of the reasons why they were in it so long. 18-4, to the shots in the first period, but only one fell for the Black Bears. Black Bears did get a little bit of penalty trouble, in the second period, uh, but it was fine. Everything's fine. As Brayton Standard gets himself a nice little break off of a Sam Stitz uh, clear out of the zone. Standard was in a foot race, trying to get the loose puck going down the other end. Krebcheck comes out of his net to try to challenge. Standard just slides underneath Krebcheck into the open net for the 2 nothing scoreline. That was Standard's Fourth of the year, Samuel Stitt's 17th assist. Caleb Thiessen also getting a secondary, his 17th as well. However, just as the power play expired for the Rebels, they get a goal. Tyler Stern in front of the net for his eighth of the year past Jack Wenicke, who just couldn't get a, uh, a pad on it in time, and it is to 2-1. Philadelphia would try to pressure, but Maryland, again, counterattacking against Philadelphia, keeping sustained pressure in the offensive zone. Another big uh, shot outage, 17-6 in this frame uh, as they go into the second period. Only a goal differential between the two. However, the third period, once again, early scoring. This time, Kareem El-Bashir picks up a Trey Scott rebound. He goes forehand, backhand, goal light for his fourth of the year. Uh, to make it 3-1, to one, only a minute 25 into the third period. Trey Scott gets his 11th assist. Jesse Horacek, his 12th assist. Maryland regaining the two-goal lead. But again, power or penalty troubles doing the Black Bears in, doing them no favors, and it would bite them this instant as Connor Sedlak gets his 15th of the year, snapping one high, uh, top shelf, to make it 3-2. to two. Philadelphia would try to press, but nothing happened in there. More sustained pressure in the Black Bears zone. Results in Luke Van Wy cutting in the middle, finding an area in the slot, getting a nice little feed from Brandon Piku for Van Wy's 10th of the year. Piku's 23rd assist. Sean Kilcullen, another assist. His 26th. And try as they might, they could not get any closer. Uh, could the Rebels? They could not beat Wenicky. They could not beat the defense. 
And then it ends with Christian Catalano with 31 seconds left getting a uh, a nice little jump on the Rebels' defense on a Braden Standard clear out and uh, pops his 25th of the year into the empty net. Standard's 15th assist, Luke Van Wy's 26th assist. And the Black Bears go on to take this midweek battle uh, by a score of 5-2. to two. Wenicke facing only 17 shots, making 15 saves for the victory, his 11th of the year. And the Black Bears setting a single-season record for wins with their 30th, their first 30th win campaign, obviously, uh, and also adding to this uh, solid season that they have had so far. So looking at the charts, 30 wins, 11 losses, 4 overtime losses. That's good for 64 points uh, atop the East Division. They are 7 points clear of New Jersey. They are 11 points clear of Northeast, and they are a lot of points clear of Maine in this so these two teams will match up once again uh, this weekend at Piney Orchard. Uh, you can get your tickets at tickets.marylandblackbears.com for all the good stuff that is happening there. It's going to be a good matchup. Should be a solid one so far. Black Bears have pitted well against Philadelphia this season. Uh, and last time that the, uh, the Rebels were in town, a lot of fireworks happened, especially when it came to goaltending and uh, that whole thing. So we will see how this all closes out. Between these two squads, they got uh, a little bit of time to do it. So Friday, Saturday, if you can't make it down to the Den at Piney Orchard, you can watch it all on Hockey TV. Before we get to the alumni section, shout out to Kim Weiss, who uh, is the, of course, the associate head coach for your Maryland Black Bears. But also she was uh, up in Quebec to coach the uh, Team Atlantic, the Atlantic Selects from the uh, Atlantic Hockey Federation team. group of teams in the mid-Atlantic area uh you know two uh two losses unfortunately in this uh in this tournament but uh you know it's a short short tournament to get things into uh they were able to uh go ahead and and have a time a great experience I'm sure for uh these uh these young players able to get things going get the experience and just take it all in because that Quebec peewee tournament is something that is uh, just above and beyond. Like, it is huge uh, what they have up there. I mean, I remember hearing about it way back in the day. And it's just like, wow, that is insane. So uh, congratulations uh, for heading up there and, uh, you know, giving it, the, giving it the damnedest. Unfortunately, not the result that they had wanted, but these things happen. It is what it is. We move onward and upward from there. We'll start this alumni segment with, uh, with uh, Cooper Black. Stay in the goaltender situation. Talk about shutouts. Cooper Black got himself a shutout this weekend against Union. A one nothing shutout. 25 saves for him. His third shutout of the year, in fact, for a Dartmouth team who is, uh, you know, not not the greatest. <laughs> and, uh, I think that uh, goes to show, and I think around college hockey, you, you know, people will say that. It's not a knock on them. And Dartmouth College is Ivy League school and not known necessarily for the athletics. But... Cooper Black doing his damnedest out there to try to uh, switch that around. Currently 5-20-1 in his first year. Three shutouts, uh, 295 goals against, and a 903 save percentage. Not too shabby given the record that he uh, he has. So good work for him to uh, get yet another shutout on the season for himself. Jackson Starrett is having himself quite the season. At Endicott College, 11 goals, 24 points in 23 games. 
as uh, he gets reacclimated into college hockey after you know the two years at UMass Lowell didn't really provide what he needed, I guess, both educationally and hockey wise, and he decided to uh, you know do the best for him, make his own lead, make his own uh, situation. So good for him to and join uh, and and fit in right there at Endicott College. Wilmer Skoog had himself an assist on Friday as a BU little bit of a skid right now, four game losing skid uh, as they take uh they lost and got swept by Merrimack College this weekend. Skoog 11 goals, 24 points in 29 games with the Terriers in his fourth year. He also has the COVID year if he wants to use it, which I'm sure he probably will, so uh, he could be back, or he might go to the pros. Who's to say? I mean, his uh, his skill is undeniable. He's a highlight real kind of player. We'll just have to see where Wilmer ends up after the season is done for him. Ryan Bottrell, who uh, was the single season, I think he is the, still the single season scoring leader for the Maryland Black Bears, uh, is was named to the short list or the watch list for the Tim Taylor oh, 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 Award, which is the Rookie of the Year Award. And uh, so far, six goals, 13 assists, and 27 points over there at Brown. So uh, it's a it's a very cool sight to see a former Black Bear, very, especially recent memory, to uh, get on a watch list like that. So we will have to see where uh, Bontra lands up. He had a solid uh, start of the season. Middle of the season, kind of, kind of a bit of a lull since, uh, since the beginning of the year, uh, but it's all right, it's okay. Things, it's, a, it's a long season for a reason. Uh, he got an assist this weekend at, uh, against Princeton, even though it was a defeat, and then uh, nothing against Quinnipiac this weekend. Like I said, six goals, thirteen assists in twenty-seven games for the uh, the Scottsdale, Arizona native uh, from there. So. Shout-out to Ryan Bottrell getting on that watch list. Thomas Rocky, a uh, former tender of the Maryland Black Bears who played a game last season, is in the NCDC with the Mercer Chiefs. Eight goals and 28 points in 44 games for the the right-handed shot forward. So good to see him uh, getting a little bit more time down there in, in Mercer and getting some, getting some good reps in and some decent quality hockey as their season starts to wind down here a bit. Well, they'll do it. We'll wrap her up right here. So uh, thank you all for listening. It was a busy, busy week for us here. And uh, we'll have another busy wound next week as we as we look at Philadelphia coming down to the den, checking things out. And you guys should go down to the den too, tickets.marylandblackbears.com. That's where it's all at. Get yourself in there. I mean, this has been the hottest ticket in Anne Arundel County. Not a lot of tickets going around in Anne Arundel County that aren't speeding tickets. So get yourself a ticket that isn't going to result in a court case. And uh, also on Friday night, it's MedStar Health Night. That's right. It's going to be a nice thing where you guys can uh, help out the Baltimore Hunger Project. And if you can bring in a unopened 16-ounce plastic jar of peanut butter or 20-ounce squeezable jelly container, that will go towards... Uh, PB&J for Baltimore kids in need. So that's what MedStar Health is going towards. That would be great if you guys can help out. Uh, again, tickets.marylandblackbears.com or you can call 410-874-7194, 410-874-7194 for tickets. 
or if you, you know, like I said, tickets.marylandblackbears.com is the way to be. 16-ounce jar of peanut butter or a 20-ounce squeezable jelly container will go towards the Baltimore Hunger Project. So go ahead, get those tickets. Hottest ticket in Anne Arundel County. It's going to be a great time for everybody involved. Go, go on down there, cheer your Black Bears on, and uh, let's get them to uh, back on a nice little win streak. How about a win streak? I feel like a win streak. I feel like a win streak, everybody. Be good for all of us. Let's make it happen. Let's will it into existence. Um, that's it for me. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Defending the Den, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Hey, check us out on socials. Uh, at Defending Den MBB on the Twitter. And you can go ahead and check out the Facebook as well, Clutch and Crab Hockey, uh, for all the good stuff that's happening there. Not a lot of stuff, but there's stuff. So you can go check that out in general. Uh, other than that, you guys be good, be safe, and whatever you do, make sure you, uh, you, you know, make things happen. Make your own luck. Do the things you want to do. This has become motivational. I'm just going to say peace and we'll get out of here. Peace.